Hey there, Rerollers. It's your GM Tan here. I just wanted to jump in before this episode to let you all know that we have a new official email account, info at rerollgaming.com. Feel free to shoot us an email and tell us what you liked or hated about our show. Again, that's info at rerollgaming.com. And don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening. We greatly appreciate it. But in the meantime, enjoy the newest episode of the Reroll Gaming Podcast. What's your guys' favorite kind of smoothie? Extra crunchy. I was really hoping we'd all just be <laughs> as quiet as possible until he left. <laughs> if you don't talk, he can't hear you. It's like a it's T-Rex gonna re- or it's not gonna. It's not going to make any sense, though, when you guys edit me out, then it's just going to be silence for, like, <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> you drinking a smoothie right now? Smoothie sounds good. Yeah, this one's not very good. I'm not super <laughs> stoked about it. No. Yeah, I didn't have any banana. Usually I do strawberry, banana, and peanut butter with, like, some oat milk, um, but I didn't have any banana, and I so I didn't put peanut butter in it because, like, strawberry and peanut butter by itself is just kind of weird. You're so a fool. Just, it's just like a berry smoothie, but it's kind of, it's all right. It's, it, it's okay. Nice cold smoothie on a hot day. Sounds very nice. And it is a fucking hot day. So just like yeah, it's a toasty one. probably last year and every year as climate change change creeps us closer to closer to absolute oblivion, uh, why don't we spend some time for our icebreaker explaining why everything sucks and it's too hot to live. I mean, to be fair, it only got up to like 84, I think, today. Oh, my. Do not want the Texan take on that. 87. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably ice cold for Texas. I think that would be possibly comfortable for Texas. It's been... I think I got in my car the other day and it said 110 just inside the car. Uh, so that right. was really cool. Um, and PSA, my... don't leave your fucking animals in your car, yeah. you assholes. Babies, babies are fine. Oh, okay. Babies are fine. Babies they don't have feelings. They haven't, they haven't developed like <laughs> we can make more. intellectual. Yeah. For sure, leave your yeah. significant other in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they can handle it. <laughs> and your DMs. Yeah, make sure to leave plenty of water <laughs> for your DMs this summer. <laughs> Maybe ice water snack. out on the doorstep. Let yeah, all yeah, the yeah. wasps inside your car. You remember the the pavement is a lot harder on your DM's feet than it is on yours because they don't wear shoes. Yeah, don't walk your DM filthy, without disgusting. little booties on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine tries to chew his off. What what do I do there? Stop buying so many delicious booties. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to? I'm supposed to avoid eating my booties if you always make them the exact same flavor as my feet, idiot. <laughs> Uh, this icebreaker is going nowhere. No. I feel like the, the I feel like when it's warmer, my brain like yeah. definitely stops working as well as it usually does, which is not well to begin with. So we're really you know it's an uphill battle. At yeah, this point. all our brains are going to be scrambled eggs for this episode. So uh, bone apple teeth. Let's play some goddamn Pathfinder. Let's play some gosh. Yeah, I got darn. actual heat stroke the other day. I forgot about that. What? Of course he did. It's a heat. It's a stroke. <laughs> yeah, that's actually he has those every day. No, really. Did you actually have like, did you have like heat exhaustion or like, did you actually like have to go to the hospital or something? Uh, maybe you should have gone to the hospital, but I was entirely too confused to do that. Uh, I was just so, leaning yeah, off the scissor lift and all of a sudden stroke. I had no idea why I was there or like what was going on. And I was like, 
I looked up at the nearest person and I was like, I'm dizzy. And he was like, get the fuck off the scissor lift. And I was like, I think no. I'm working though. <laughs> He's like, no, get the fuck off. The, Not like- right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, take, make sure everybody, if you're out in the heat, take a, uh, take regular water breaks and, you know, park your scissor lift. Chill out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Feed and water your Brendan thoroughly before. Don't, don't forget don't about your, your Brendan out on the scissor lift. Yeah. Yeah. Don't heat stroke and drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, Brendan, that's fucked up. I'm I'm sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> also, Brendan, how many times was... in your life have you said I probably should have gone to the hospital? Oh. Mm-hmm. A lot more times than I've gone to the hospital. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, that's probably fair. There, there are repercussions. People, when you should go to the hospital, just go to the hospital. Don't. No, Brendan. Definitely don't do that because you'll be in. Because <laughs> you can't afford it. Life. Yeah, it, it costs an American, American about it. it if you get seriously injured, drop eight hundred bucks on a plane ticket to United Kingdom. Go out and fall on the sidewalk and pay ten bucks and have them fix you up and then fly back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your sidewalk gave me pancreatic cancer. I'm gonna need you to treat it for free now. Yep. Sorry. Hell yeah. <laughs> Pull yourself up by your butt cracks or whatever you, they say. Yeah, you might have to learn <laughs> old English. Hey, bruv! Right, <laughs> Queen's English. <laughs> Queen's English. <laughs> um, no, just with the, the British accent, it's funny because that other one shot that we played um, with Mike, I was definitely, that character was definitely supposed to have like a really hardcore like Cockney, like, you know, uh, uh-huh. like, um, like yeah like yeah but it definitely it definitely ended up just being like a jersey accent for some reason that was fun yeah also shout out yeah uh mike d uh what is it what is this thing on start playing i told, I told me yeah it says start playing yeah i'm not familiar with that site you can cut out the parts where i don't know what i'm talking about tanner um then like we cut, yeah like we always do yeah completely. that's why you're not in any of these episodes you never know right. what you're talking about but it's a good thing we don't record these, because then that would that would make me sound really foolish. Well, speaking of foolish, let's jump right in. <laughs> let's jump back into these foolish characters and this foolish game. It's too hot, and I'm already mad. I just hit my mic with my beer. You just cheers us. Aw. Aw. Cheers. Cheers. You guys, <laughs> Octavia, Brennan, you could just dehydrate. <laughs> you haven't heard it. No, Brandon no, stroke today. He probably shouldn't be drinking. Was that no, today? That was, was like Monday. Okay, was, I was like, oh, what a couple of days. you're good. You're fine. Yeah, I'm fine, right. dude. If you haven't died now, drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I got Fourth of July off because America. Mer- yeah, I don't That's know good. if anybody's paying me for it, but we'll find out soon, I guess. America's paying for it, buddy. <laughs> Where we last left off, you guys had spent the better part of a week gathering yourselves in the Temple of Dawn and Dusk. We tackled some scouting, some crafting, some role-playing scenes, but now we're going to focus back in to the story on the last day of that week. And I think... I think this is happening right as sort of, I think this is happening right as Flint is returning from his final scouting mission, having that run-in with the strange orc with the wolf pelts. 
Flint, you are in the courtyard and you see Star. Perhaps under the cherry blossom tree, enjoying and admiring its beauty. Okay. How's the weather? Is it like particularly snowy or anything right now? It is actually lightened up in the last hour or so. This is the lightest snowfall you've seen in a week, at least. Perhaps it's a good omen. Okay. Yeah, Flint kind of rubbing his hands together, sort of approaching Star. Uh, says, Tog's beard ah. finally seems like it's warming up a little. <laughs> what did I startle her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't even notice. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, "Did uh, the Juliet and the acolyte make it back okay?" Uh, yes. <laughs> I DM know that information. <laughs> <laughs> I was paying a lot of attention to that. <laughs> uh, yes, but it yes, seems the I yes. made it back. All right. Okay. Good. Uh, our enemies are greater in number than we thought, and they're on the move, so we should probably figure out what our next play is. And at that very moment, a yell echoes through the courtyard, a command being barked. Enemy approaching! A low, dry thud is heard from the ramparts, and you look up to see Jessica Spiritson holding her bow outward with a arrow knocked and she says goblin on the horizon as she looses an arrow in a quick second of silence before she says neutralized everything else good up there spiritson yes strange a lone goblin wandered his way into our perimeter never seen any goblins up this far north could you smell him from here? Not over the stench of your dwarf. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't changed his milk gar in a few days. Crunch? Does uh, does Groth hear them say this? Yeah, I think mm, as a turn of a sort of miracle, you are all happen to be in the courtyard at the same time. Groth's already pounding on the gate saying, Zookers! Zookers! <laughs> they shot Zookers! Open the gate! <laughs> With the gate opens, and Spiritson says, It was just the single goblin, but be careful. I'll keep an eye over you. That's that's my suitcase. <laughs> I need to go see if he's okay. Don't know I what don't that think means. That's, I don't think that's Gross' suitcase. I think that uh, it's going to be disappointing if it is, but, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, we should go with for emotional support. Do you really think this might be your goblin, Groth? Groth is at a dead sprint. He's already like halfway across yeah. the bridge. Groth is unaware that. There's oh, he's he's more gone already. I guess I start running. <laughs> <laughs> Stars Naruto running behind him. Flint's smoking. <laughs> Watching. No. Bo, are you with him? Yeah. Uh. Sure. Yeah. Bo will follow, but isn't in doesn't think that this is suitcase so he's like not in too much of a rush just wants to make sure that Groth is emotionally okay after this event <laughs> well Groth you run to where this body is embedded in the snow and it seems like a 
short goblin who's carrying the suitcase probably just as big as he is. And An actual suitcase. That's just carrying a smaller, smaller goblin. I meant a backpack. It's a regular size <laughs> goblin <laughs> carrying crunch. <laughs> it's a no. big goblin. It is, it is indeed suitcase carrying a backpack. As you see Crunch with an arrow protruding from his chest as he is... <gasps> Wait, really? Kiaran will cast Lay on Hands when she gets there and pull the arrow out. Oh, you're serious? It's actually Crunch. It is even Crunch. If it's, even if it's oh, not Jesus Crunch, Kiaran will do okay. it. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Ow! Then you hear, buddy, you hear, is like, holy, holy shit, is that actually crunch? Kind of like runs out there. Yeah, same with Bone. Be like, actually take this seriously and uh, wants to help heal. Like, uh. You're in a good uh, place. You're in a good place, suitcase. Oh, I knock him down good. and bring him back up here. You're okay. Oh, oh. I'm glad I found you guys. I, uh, I have word from the lab. They sent me to find you. How did you find us? That's amazing. <laughs> well, let's say for lore purposes, you left the map. <laughs> followed the scent of uh, Flint's milk guard. Yeah, I followed milk ash all the way. <laughs> Grouse has okay. got him like wrapped up in his fur armor. He's like carrying him inside like a little puppy. Can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, not not too tight, said, Groth. He's hurt. You said arrow in the chest, but it was it like it wasn't like a totally fatal wound necessarily. No, because that wouldn't be as funny. Yeah. Uh, just, you got twenty four hit points if it matters. Yeah. Back. Uh, he's full. He's feeling good. He's like, oh, all right. I should, I should feel a lot better than I did before. And he just kind of <laughs> like his eyes shoot to the ground. And he's like, thanks, Kiara. Ah. <laughs> uh, I have things for you guys. I have I have letters. And he opens up his pack and pulls out several different styled letters. The first one goes to you, Flint, a parchment carefully folded with a seal of red wax over the uh, crease there. And it's, of course, written out to Flint Oakenfist. Yeah, Flint will just kind of pocket it not read it quite yet okay for flint and star here and he pulls out this thick leaf that's rolled up and tied tight together with two pieces of twine hmm wonder who this is from and boy have one in here for you ah yeah and he pulls out a small wooden box that is has a letter attached to it that is written in cursive bow Grath. uh and he lifts this slab of stone that is carefully chiseled <laughs> and just puts it down. He's like, I don't know why he couldn't put it on a piece of paper, but this is for you. Oh, uh, Louis, had to make sure you worked for it, buddy. Carried it the whole worry, way. Don't got food inside. <laughs> and then, Kiaren, there is also something for you. In fact, it is a piece of tanned leather stained with some dark brown ink. I'm going to go ahead and if you take a look at roll 20, give you, you're going to have to describe this because this is a bit of a visual. Oh, what have you got there? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nothing. Uh, is that the sun? 
and a little kid. Ah, no. Ah, the, the little one's me. That can be a son, sure. It's not a heart. Could be a son. <laughs> it could be a heart. It could be a heart. Yeah. You know, it's up to you. To paint the picture clear to our listening audience, there is a <laughs> elf-looking creature with a sword walking hand-in-hand hand with a small child with looking figure with jagged teeth and a heart above them. <laughs> they're holding figures. hands? Yeah. They're sticking. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're connecting sticks. <laughs> Not like uh, that. Did, did you draw this crunch? Uh, 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 and he passes out. <laughs> he's, he's losing a tremendous amount of blood <laughs> been a very uh, alarming 20 seconds for him oh no Groth I don't believe my heel did enough he is dying well we better get him inside then no person or two in there who could save him Flint's just laughing to himself kind of just walking away and like shaking his head a little bit but was like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> now you all have your letters, and save for Kiaren's beautiful piece of art, you can choose <laughs> to read them as characters or keep them to yourself, whatever you would like. Bo, yours does have a wooden box. Kiaren will pull oh. out her book, The Rhyme of the Redeemer, and just put the drawing in the cover and shut it and put it away. <laughs> Yeah, I think Flynn takes the first opportunity that he can to duck away to um, read that letter in private. Well, before you go, um, Star, I think, unrolls hers and quickly scans over it. And she's like, oh, uh, let's let's get back to camp. Uh, I, this is actually news from the Resistance. I think that we should all hear some of this. Are we already back inside? I would, I, Bo would definitely want to get, um, crunched somewhere to rest or be stable and then look maybe while he's like sitting at the a bedside or in the same room or something, check out this letter. Yeah, Flint's been on the wilderness for a couple days too, so he's definitely pretty hungry. Yeah, you guys can meet up in the sort of dining hall, have a meet. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. I'm sure Chef Nidell will whip you. <laughs> Whip you guys something up. Whip me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Groth's gonna just like hold Crunch in front of the forge for about five minutes and then head into the dining hall. There you go. Don't you feel better, big man? Uh, very sweaty. <laughs> God, I'm so high. Okay. I was warm four minutes ago. I think I'm getting heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Give me off the scissor, scissor lift. Scissor lift right now. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, and you guys find yourselves in this warm hearth area of the dining hall. It's not arranged quite in time for a great feast like it was last time you were here, but there's plenty of places to sit and have an ale or whatever you prefer. What I imagine probably... Over the last week or so, we've sort of made this like kind of almost into a temporary base of oper uh, like operations or something. Sure, yeah. We've got an R table with a, a warm app on it. Right. There's it's, nothing on it because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. 
But it's not a war map. It's just the drawing that Crunch did. It's <laughs> <laughs> got one of those tablets from Olive Garden with all the games yeah. on it. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Don't don't touch that. It'll charge you. It'll charge you like seven dollars. It's bullshit. Uh, Starlet. Uh, yeah. What news? <clears throat> Moonbow. I'm drafting a report on our activities, since apparently neither Donovan nor Gator can write. You'd be proud of these soldiers. Your training has proven to be quite valuable. Donovan led a charge into Brambleton, and with minimal losses, was able to free people trapped in the watering hole. We have most of the town at the laboratory now. However, a few problems persist. I discovered a small party of Blackreach officers looking for Flint. Their leader is named Cornell, under the El Human Accords. I was able to parlay with them, though I did not learn much. I did learn that Pavel Mikov has gone rogue. The Empire is pulling out of the Riverlands. Apparently, Blackreach has been hit hard by a scourge of undeath. The Hell Knight, however, has elected to stay and rule what remains of Brambleton. He has turned the Huani Manor into a dark compound. Devilish creatures infest it. Strange bat-like monsters fly around the perimeter. I have sent one of their corpses with the goblin for examination. Lilac is struggling with her desire for vengeance, but Donovan does not think we are ready for such a siege. I am in agreement. I hope this fool finds you and actually manages to deliver this letter. Everglade. Oh yeah! And he pulls out this foot and a half long hide that's wrapped tightly and maybe the second it comes out, the stench of death is just kind of like, ugh, apparent. And he puts it on the table and he's like, that's a body of one of these things. Star's gonna push it over towards Bo. Yeah, you, you seem like you'd be into this kind of thing. Uh, I'll uh, turn towards Crunch <laughs> and be like, wow, Crunch, you carried so much here. You're much stronger than you look. Takes after his... Oh, shit. <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> takes You're after his dad. You know man. that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I come from a great a, line of goblins. I am Crunch. I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Crunch, son of brunch. <laughs> I do love a good brunch. <laughs> you would have hated my father. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you doing, Bo? Oh, um, Bo just accepts... Um, start pushing this towards him and he'll kind of grab the edge and pull it towards him and place the smaller box that he got on the top. He's reading his letter to himself. <laughs> uh, I think if uh, no one's gonna say much right here, Star's gonna kind of look at Flint and say, seems like you have quite a few people after you these days. Anything we need to discuss together? It's only concerning to me that Cornell seemed to be able to be able to follow my trail so easily. Also, him and the proximity that he would be to Remy is concerning to me. Who is this Cornell and why would he be after you? It's a long story. 
Well, one I don't really care to divulge at the moment. Maybe not the whole thing, but anything we should be prepared for. I mean, let me make one thing clear. I've worked for the Empire in the past, but... They're a hard friend to keep. At certain times, you start questioning what people want from you, and then things get ugly. The Empire's no different. Well... I guess... We'll just have to try and cover our tracks a little better, knowing this and going forward, but... Uh, I'm afraid I don't know that we'll get any more warning than this. Um, Flint will turn to Crunch and say, Crunch, did you see this Cornell at all? No, uh, actually it was uh, the elf who talked to him. He was able to, some sort of weird uh, uh, treaty legal thing. He tried to explain it to me. It's very confusing, but he was able to, what's the word he used? Parsley? Parlay. Par yeah, parsley to the captain. Yes, good job. Great job, Crunch. <laughs> Gives you a thumbs up and a toothy smile. <laughs> April student right there, guys. <laughs> so proud of him. Makes a father makes proud. His, <laughs> yeah, makes his adopted father, father proud. <laughs> Does anybody well. else find it fucking hilarious that the Hellrider wanted that dead town? Makes sense. I mean... People like that tend to go for the weakest target. It's how they make themselves feel powerful. Absolutely. Or it's how they get a foot in the door. Oh, I do wonder what became of him after this whole transformation, I suppose. Especially if he's uh, breaking bread, so to speak, with these devilish, devilish creatures. Suppose we should well, try and figure out what uh, what they might be, so we can get a better hold on the situation down there, or at least grasp of it. Not like we can do much from out here. Well, this bat is our best clue. Shall we look closer at it? Bo grabs a small box and hands it. I don't know who's close, sitting closest to Bo, but uh, just hands it to Star, and say, "Here, we got the hate spite." Oh. Well. That's a good news. He, like, he shakes the letter and says, this one's from Kella. Awesome. Do you want to hear? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give us the Cliff Notes version, I please. <clears throat> I don't well, like... I don't like words. They confuse me. <laughs> when they're written down, all squiggly-like. That's why I'm going to read it. <laughs> make me so mad. It's your punishment. <laughs> okay. It says, Dear Bo, it has not been long, but the absence of your group is prominent. I hope things are all right with all of you. We have been very hard at work since you left. I believe Donovan has grown perhaps years in the small, small time you have been gone. Despite our success with rescuing the remaining Brambleton folk, we have come under troubling affliction recently. Ghouls stalk the lands around us, occasionally assaulting scouts and sentries. We have lost three to ghoul fever already, and I fear it may tear this community apart. If you have any knowledge or known cures, please send them. 
Until loose wall is built, our entire community is vulnerable. With Crunch, there should be a box. It is a simple lock on it that I'm sure you can open. I wasn't sure Crunch could resist drinking the concoction. The Inquisitor's <laughs> poison brewed from hate spite, a single dose. It is brewed to be effective only to the Inquisitor. It will be ineffective on anyone else. However, once a weapon coated with this poison draws blood, the Inquisitor should be very injured. Hopefully killed outright. Please be careful. Word coming from Black Reach seems to be ill-fated. Take care of yourself and everyone else. Bo, love Kella. So to clarify, in game rules, that vial of poison is good for one, basically one use. Yes. Okay. If you were to miss with an arrow with it, you would have to retrieve that arrow to try again. Okay, so it's not ruined then. No. And if it was applied to a melee weapon, it wouldn't. You basically, like, if you miss with the weapon, same deal. You just have to try to hit again. Correct. Okay. Um, is it just sitting on the table? It is in a box. Okay. Is the box still locked? Uh, it was locked, but it's pretty easy to open. It's sure, like, yeah. I mean, can't I think figure it out. Crunch is going to throw it at the wall. You see Crunch just like uh, eyeing it, it from under the table, <laughs> like a dog looking at bacon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Flint will kind of take it. If nobody stops him, take it and just pick the lock. Would, uh, no, sure. How'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) So, Gates, you, uh, you brought something we've been waiting on for a long, long time. Something we've worked very hard to get. Fingers, like, on the (laughs) counter, like, tapping his Rap, rap, rap. (laughs) He's like, I've been waiting too. Give me one, maybe one second that alone with that potion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just sounds so juicy. Kieran won't be able to resist me. <laughs> Thinks it's a love potion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would uh, uh, knowledge this... of ghoul fever fall under religion or like a medicine check? Ooh, I think I would allow either. Okay, I'm going to roll a religion check. Well, actually, let me let me double check on the religion. I think that's accurate. Yeah, I'll, fuck it. I'll allow either. Twenty-two for religion. Um, d- does Flint get the box open? Why don't you hold your gosh darn horses? I will not. Karen, would you roll for the ghoul check? Twenty-two religion. Okay. So, with a 22, you would know that ghoul fever is able to be counteracted with a vial of antidote and an anointing somebody on the forehead with a drop of holy water before they drink it. However, you would also know both of those things might be rather troublesome to get for the resistance, though they could have stores of a little bit of either. Well, I did have like my little temple space for people who wanted, you know, what I created. So. Yes. And they also have access to Kella, who has got some background in alchemy, but the holy water might be a little difficult. Bo, you might be able to create holy water, but. It's so, sure okay. We'll that. put 30 gallons of holy water in a bag of holding and send it right back. Yeah, we're not ever doing that again. Because <laughs> it works so you. fucking good. Yeah. So, that whole... I, will, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I will share that information 
Uh, Bo, do you know how to make the antidote? Yeah, I mean, sounds easy enough. I think. <laughs> you both have the capacity to make a basic antidote for lesser afflictions, too. You have a crafting... Uh, oh, no, you don't. You just have nature, right? I have the ability with a feet to use my nature to, like, heal people by ah. with herbs, basically, but mm-hmm. not and I, between that potions. Between alchemical crafting, I'm sure we can manage. Yeah, Bo, you definitely have the capabilities to make it. Maybe we forge up an antidote with a sharp edge. Send some stuff back to get them started, at least with crunch. Yeah, I think that that could be done. Or a blunt surface. (laughs) Ball on a chain. Anyone else get anything important in their letters, or should we look closer at this bat? Oh, I have heard from Louis, and <laughs> like I was just fucking <laughs> down on the table, breaks the table, goes and through Bo, the floor. Like, grabs a little makeshift coffin thingy that this has this animal, and it just takes it away right before you <laughs> smash the table. Louis says the wall is coming along. You were right as always, big man. Ghouls have attacked us twice now. Things are getting worse, but we have more hands now that Brambleton is freed. It's good to see Miss Winthrop again. Oh, I must get back to work. See you soon, my friend. Louis Hamilton, Stoneworker. And it just like shatters the fucking tablet against the wall. Louis <laughs> yeah. has spoken Whoa. in this room. God, she's like, I carried that so far. <laughs> yeah, and just like slack jawed. Like, imagine traveling like a week with a stone that's a quarter of your weight in your bag and just seeing it just reduced to atoms, essentially. <laughs> Bo pats Crunch's head and says, good job, Crunch. I don't feel like a good job. You've done important work. You brought Louis' words to where Louis wasn't. Star's like, I wouldn't complain too much. Uh, uh, Groth might might write one back in stone. So, sorry. No. Iron. (laughs) (laughs) Louis deserves no Cold steel. (laughs) Ice. (laughs) <laughs> 72 pounds of badass etched wording. Yeah, I can't carry cursive. that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, while, he's, while Flint's like fiddling with this box, uh, getting it open, I'm assuming, Tanner? Yeah, sure. Don't yeah, okay, worry cool. about it. Uh, he's gonna like, kind of like look at it and kind of like side-eye crunch, obviously, and then like, I don't know, up on the table where you can't see, like pour a little bit of wine into a goblet. And then, like, lean back to Crunch and be like, Crunch, you are right. It's a potion that makes you absolutely irresistible to women. And, like, slide him the goblet. I knew it. <laughs> and just his grubby little paws on the cup of this goblet as he lifts it with two hands, splashing the entire thing in the mouth of this gross little goblinoid. Probably <laughs> losing a good 30%. I like the way you said that. <laughs> gross little goblinoid splashes right into the mouth of a gross little goblin. <laughs> oh man Bre- uh, that reminds me Brennan I was editing the last oh, episode yeah. <laughs> and a joke that I said when you you were telling a story uh, in the icebreaker I can't remember what it was right. but somebody was like oh yeah Brennan tell your story and I was like yeah lay an egg of truth in my mouth 
and nobody else heard it. Well, I think chose... we did. We just chose what? to ignore it. <laughs> we were just all like talking about that, laughing about it yesterday. Disgusting. Well, an egg of truth in my uh, okay. new phrase, bro. Uh, also, I just wanted to bring up the fact that we just brought a goblin that had been shot by Jessica Hart Spirits in it, and nobody questioned us at all. So that's cool. Nah. Yeah, they probably think Classic I keep really, stuff. really weird friends. <laughs> On the way in through the through the gate, yeah, Floyd Hulsated Spears says, don't worry, we're going to kill him when we're done. <laughs> they brought a Dolan, and what's a goblin? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I already shot him. He paid his way. Um, But yeah, no, with the, uh, after popping the, the box open and giving Crunch the wine, um, he's going to just kind of like take a look at the vial and then probably slide it over to Star and say, uh, Somebody else should probably hang on to this. Somebody with a little more, you know, accuracy. Yes, uh, I probably should be the one to carry this. And she'll, uh, I think she'll kind of dig around in her bag for a piece of cloth and some string and tie it up really tight, maybe in a couple of pieces of cloth and stick it in her bag so that way it's got some, uh, uh, protection resistance to being smashed or anything so. okay also on a side note i really like the idea of poisoning like a great hammer or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like don't worry when i smash their head off this, this poison will be most <laughs> once effective. i smash their dick off for, <laughs> for some reason reason i'm imagining like a milk jug of poison being just doused over <laughs> See, the, the advantage to a hammer is you have multiple points of entry into the bloodstream. It's not like a knife where you just have the one. It's, like, it's true. Just a hammer like is whole more chest. effective than a syringe in like a lot of cases. <laughs> it's true. Really for fast delivery. Body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at some point when it, it's like a little more socially like acceptable, Flint's going to kind of like slip away to, you know, go to the bathroom or something. Oh, thank God, I've had to piss for three hours. Let's go, buddy. He's waiting for the socially <laughs> acceptable <laughs> moment to do it. <laughs> I imagine you also bring Crunch. Like, right. he's just staring at Kiara and you grab him by the scruff of his neck or something. You're like, let's go potty. I think at this point, Crunch has actually seated himself onto this bench. This long bench people are meant to share and is standing on his knees trying to look tall. And he's got his elbows on the table and his fingers woven in and his his chin rests on his fingers. He's just like looking <laughs> at you, Kiaren. Gives, like you... gives himself a little smell check of the breath. <gasps> oh, are you uh, getting sleepy over there? Was that a yawn crunch? Do we need to find you a bed? Uh, you want to find a bed with me? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll find one. And he takes off. <laughs> Just darts like, out yeah. of the dining hall. And it's like to think that Crouch has just been like absolutely imbued with a completely like false sense of confidence at this right. point because he thinks that he's just, he p totally believes he's just like irresistible. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Flint just sort of slips away at some point during the evening and, uh, you know, steps outside maybe and lights the milk car and uh, pulls the letter out of his pocket to read it. And I'm actually like, I don't even think I'm... I think I'm just going to read this in my low-tone narrator voice. Flint Oakenfist. 
I've reached out to the contact we discussed regarding a matter of organizing a meeting. I informed this contact that an acquaintance of mine is seeking the purchase of some goods that he may be able to provide. Our contact is skeptical and wishes to meet in person to organize the deal. You are meant to travel to Grimholt. A representative at the Boar's Belly will await you in the gambling den. Drop my name to the barkeep and they should lead you to where you need to go. Be wary, Oakenfist. Traveling to the city may be dangerous. This is the Red Conclave's home. There's a reason that Raven and I left. I defer to your judgment. Raven has gone out to Godfrey's watch. Look for her there before you cross the Crabnox. Perhaps she can provide some assistance. Sincerely, Lord Moore Remy. And after reading that, uh, that part about, um, Godfrey's walk, watch, uh, Flint just kind of, like, lowers the letter and says, ah, shit. Hopefully she didn't get caught up in all that mess. And kind of, like, looks out to the distance. Alright. Wait, sorry, who was it from? I didn't catch that. It was, for, it was from Remy. Oh, Lord yeah. Remy. Did you guys want to... Remy. Did you guys want to inspect the body of the creature? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Stay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's an autopsy. Stay. <laughs> can, can, I, can, I, can I roll? What are you doing? Um, opening my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to roll for? The body? Yeah. Well, let's... Why don't you slow down? Let me paint paint a scene. So meanwhile, while Flint is reading this letter in solitude, this small carcass that is wrapped up like a hunter would wrap the remains of a deer or rabbit or something sits in front of you, Bo. Do you wish to open it? Yeah. And I don't know, because did, what did they say it was? Did they say, I can't, this was a, was it one of the ghouls or? I thought it was a bat. This is a bat-like creature. These creatures have been spotted outside of the Huani Manor. Oh, okay. So probably different than the ghouls that they're talking about. Yeah. But Kieran okay. did have a somewhat of a solution, at least a, something to send back to help them. Yeah, but that seems unrelated. Correct. I'm just trying to figure out what precautions I need to take. Like, should we all back up? Should I cover my face? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably do that anyway because I don't want to breathe in all the dead particles. Yeah, I shit. mean, covering your face is probably good enough unless Tree Bark had trapped this corpse, you're probably... I'm sure it's completely safe. You're well, sure. He probably just has a, you know, a handkerchief that he usually has, just has it pressed to his face to, because he doesn't know how bad this is really going to be. He already had a smell. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you start pulling on the twine to unravel it, and pretty soon it kind of rolls out. And this small, tiny humanoid with bat-like wings a forked tail that ends in a stinger 
roughly the size and shape of Maximus, lies dead in this hide. Why you would can you say give that? <laughs> just the comparative size. You can give me a religion check if you'd like. Can I assist? You can both give me checks if you would like. Is or shadow? Or, or you could aid. I'm going to try the aid, actually. I will try aiding. Okay. So it's a DC 20 check. If you succeed, you give a plus one. Okay. So, Bo, go ahead and roll a religion check with a plus one. I got a 32 without the plus. Okay. All right. You know <laughs> is it exactly. Is a crit success? <laughs> that is a crit success. You know that is exactly what this is. This is an imp. This is a tiny devilish fiend that is usually in servitude to some greater power. But this is entirely a sign of devil activity. And of course, you know these creatures can fly or immune to fire and resistant to poison and physical, except for silver, damage. But they are weak to good abilities. This is a lesser devil for sure. However, the corpse of one or the presence of one indicates a bigger issue. These wouldn't be connected to the maiden in any way, right? No. That I know of? Okay. No, these come from the hells, not the pit. Thought so. Just double checking. So these are more lawful evil creatures. Creatures that serve a hierarchy. Well, I have an occultism skill as well with that. Could I? I don't know how. That's not going to give you anything else. This is... Okay. You know everything to know about this. It's a pretty simple imp. Okay. Well, I'll relay that. Um, it's an imp, and there's a bigger problem if one of these are around. So it's not Shadow. Uh, well, it's that's not Maximus, good. And it's not Shadow. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, thank God. I thought she got really ugly and grew some wings. <laughs> I think Flint's probably coming back in from his smoke break at this point. Just, ugh. What the hell's is that stench? Oh, you're one to talk. <laughs> That's what I was... In between drags of the milkers, huh? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's crunch. Can't smoke in here. <laughs> Who said that? Crunch. Waiter. God. <laughs> <laughs> the acolyte in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't smoke in here. <laughs> For like the last seven days either. Well, what do you guys uh... want to do? What do we want to do with this information? Uh, I know we have a list of things we need to get done. Does this change our plans? What are What's our next step? Well, not to add to the heap of problems that we have, but I do have a report on the... Uh, I have some information pertaining to what happened at Godfrey's Watch that is important to consider. Um, it would appear three large bands of orcs may or may not have assisted in the siege, and they were camped out kind of near the spires at the entrance of the Kravnox. They were moving north, back up into the Kravnox, sort of toward, I imagine they probably won't. Well, actually, that's not true. They might know about this location from their scout. Uh, how much of a like time passed between when I saw them start heading up there? Um, how long did it take to get back to uh, the temple? 
Oh, from where you were scouting? Yeah. You. It was close. It was about a day's journey, but as you know, the temple's very difficult to reach just from terms of terrain alone. And you, that scene that we did last week sort of encompassed scouting for the better part of a week, and you didn't see any right. activity heading your way, if that's what you're... And also, about. they were they were packed up to move out. They weren't, like, setting out for, like, a raid or something like that, obviously. Correct. It looks like they were yep. returning. Um, okay. Uh, these orcs seem to be moving up through the Kravnox heading back north, and I wasn't able to get a good look, but I believe, uh, and he kind of, like, motions towards Starlight and says, I believe, uh, our friend Frostknuckle was among them. And the way I see it, Thrust Knuckle leads me to Davy. Davy is probably the best source of information that we have at this point on where Shadow is. And he kind of just looks around to everybody around the table. We need to find Shadow. We can't leave you- her alone for too long. It's already been what feels like forever we do you know where to find that inquisitor folk if he isn't with shadow do we I mean we can't assume at this point that they're still together but it's hard to confirm that one way or the other one more like I said I would have guessed that they probably took her to Blackreach but that's just a guess but I know I know Davy knows where possibly she was sold to and to the family that bought her, so that might be as good a lead as we have. That's where they were taking her, it seems. It was back to them. Back to the Delacroix. Bo, did you ever get any more intel from the Oracle on your friend Shadow? I don't remember what he said. I don't think you did, did you? Or did we go over that during the... I think you brought it up. I think I tried, and then he was tired um, at the dinner. I think that when I brought it up, he was like... He said... And then you checked in on him. He doesn't really... Yeah, and then... But that didn't... Kiaran was talking to him about Emin. But I didn't... We didn't talk about it then. Yeah. Um, I think I brought it up at dinner, but he was weak at that point, and um, not... And it didn't seem like he really... It was more like visions or something that's kind of hard to explain or not exactly concrete. I don't know. wasn't exactly specifics. Yeah, that's what it seemed like anyway. Yeah. If we want to just assume you talked to him at some point during this week, that's exactly right. Nothing definitive, only that she was present and important in all these visions, and it wasn't, wasn't very clear why or how. Yeah. And yeah, I think Flint on this note just says, uh, I do feel like we all kind of are going to have our part to play in this. And is, I can't imagine what mine is, but I know whatever hers is, it's going to be pretty important. Kieran will kind of look at Star's direction and be like, Is that where we're heading next, Star? This after the shadow? Well. I mean, we sort of have two options to go. 
this point, I think. We can go into the mountains and figure out the shit up there, or we can try to find the, uh... The spider lair. Also, the way I see it, if the orcs were assisting in the attack on Godfrey's watch, they might be working with Hogoth, so... If we track down Frostknuckle, we might be able to kill two birds with one stone. Do you think that we should go to Godfrey's Watch first, or should we just make our way up the mountain? There may not be much left of Godfrey's Watch at this point. That is true. As much as I would like to find Faya, I think it would be unefficient for us to have come this far and then back up. So I think we need to follow this through first. Aye. Well, then you have my sword. (laughs) (laughs) And my milk guard. (laughs) And my sword. (laughs) I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention. What are we doing? (laughs) And I will scoot my ass across the floor if it's itchy. Because I'm a dog now. So there's that. Where's Crunch? I have a job for Crunch. Oh, he was exhausted and went to find a bed. (laughs) (laughs) Go looking for him and find a trail of rose petals. (laughs) Do you want to go looking for Crunch? I mean, if he's been gone, I want to talk to him before we leave, essentially, is definitely what's going on. But it doesn't have to happen this second, but... Well, so should we take they tonight could. to rest and plan on leaving in the morning? Maybe at dawn? Yeah, what, t- what what time is it? It's probably early afternoon. Okay. Perfect time well, to embark. Can... Let's go. Take... <laughs> yeah. I need to... Bo needs to make preparations for... Um, for the lab. Yes, I will assist you if you would like. Yes, of course. I think that we could go back to my house and probably get this done pretty quickly um crunch will need his bag and get this loaded up for him all right so yeah i think um yeah flint just says um all right well we should take the rest of the night and make the preparations that we need and set out at first light tomorrow and i think we should all really consider what that means and he kind of like looks to Groth too and says uh, anybody who hasn't been through the Kravnox it's important to know that things are only going to get more challenging from here on out we are going to be pulled cold in places you didn't even know you had <laughs> we just need to be ready we'll be ready and we ride at dawn Next time on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Reroll Gaming Network Podcast TV Streaming Unit. Thing. With the the implication that's already been set with like the crunch and everything, I'm trying desperately not have Bo sound like, come back to my place. It sounded like I was that. thinking, you like, uh, not- go to my greenhouse. Yeah, I was, I was like, my 
Do you want to go some flowers? <laughs> Honestly, I totally was thinking it would be kind of the other way. Like, uh, Crunch is going to find out that you invited everyone, including <laughs> Kiarden, back to your place. And he's going to be like, I will fucking kill Bo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just going to have a vendetta against you for the rest of the That would be so funny. <laughs> just like Either Crunch that, standing just in the doorway with a rose. Mean. Just break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally all you we're, <laughs> like we're literally all sitting around the table and there's nothing at all happening yeah. happening is you there insight in heart. this game <laughs> it's perception perception interesting I'm just gonna insight crunch you're not gonna like uh, what you find <laughs> eh. Karen might give him a go we'll see <laughs> <laughs> okay. thank you for listening to the reroll podcast the world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.